Welcome to the Main Street to the World podcast, your passport to boundless travel inspiration and adventure. Brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel, our podcast takes you on an exhilarating journey through a world of destinations and experiences. From the enchantment of Disney destinations and the thrills of Universal Studios parks and resorts, to the elegance of luxury travel and the tranquility of all-inclusive beach resorts. We delve into the diverse realms of travel. Join us as we explore the globe, sharing insights on theme park vacations, cruising, destination weddings, family travel, special needs travel, and so much more. Let your wanderlust be ignited and your horizons expanded as we unlock the treasures of travel together. And the hosts of the podcast are... Hi everyone, I'm April. I'm one of the owners of Coasters and Castles Travel and I love talking with you every week to tell you about our travel experiences and our opinions and recommendations. And I'm the proud mom of two kids that uh, love to travel with me. And hey everybody, I'm Whitney Maddox. Um, I have been a travel advisor with Coasters and Castles for seven years now. And um, I'm a homeschooling mom of two girls, so I always love to incorporate all that when we are in our travels. And we try to get down to Disney and other places every few months here and uh, keep all the good content coming to you so we can keep you updated on everything going on. And I'm Lynn. I'm the other owner of Coasts and Castles Travel. And I'm uh, kind of taking over the travel bug from my dad. My dad loved to travel. And never expected to be doing this in my life but this is where my path has has brought me we are you know exploring the world at this point now we started with areas we knew and checking out new destinations all the time and and happy to share that welcome back to the main street to the world podcast we do want to thank you for those likes shares subscriptions and of course those great five-star ratings on apple podcast so last week we talked a lot about Halloween Horror Nights and Universal, and uh, tonight we're going to delve into the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary, which is uh, dubbed by them as the most magical celebration on Earth. So Whitney, you came in a little earlier than we did. What day did you come in on? I came in on the 25th. Okay. And then we came in on the 30th. Yes, 30th. So we were there just in time. Um, when we got there, we had just flown in from Vegas. So we were a little tired. Um, we basically went, um, picked up something and then went to Epcot to meet some other friends for dinner at Via Napoli, which I had never eaten there before. So that was neat. I've eaten at Tutto Italia, but never had eaten at Via Napoli before. Um, April, do you want to do a quick review on that? I know it's not part of the celebration, but it was part of our experience. Yeah, I I mean, the Via Napoli, it was pretty good. I did have chicken parm. It was okay. I mean, honestly, the chicken was a little rubbery. I have previously eaten a Via Napoli, and I've had chicken parm there before, and I know I've had it very good, so it may have been just the, kind of the day and the time that I was there that it wasn't the best. Um, but it was not terrible. But, I mean, it's, it's a fun shop. You can get different um, pizzas there as well as different entrees. And, you know, it's, it's a very comfortable place to sit in. And our, the person that took care of us was super, he was very friendly. I don't remember his name, but, um, that was a positive experience. Mm -hmm. And I got a steak there. Um, and the steak was really good. So I was pretty happy with that. 
I just want to say real quick too that the um, Viennapoli pizza window outside is open mm. right now. Um, and sometimes it's not open, but it was open while we were there. And that was our first time eating uh, like the little takeout pieces of pizza and they were delicious. So um, if you kind of are craving some pizza and that is open, I highly suggest because it's a lot better than like the boardwalk pizza window and stuff. It's actually like really good, thick Italian pizza. So. It is. I've had that pizza. Go ahead, April. I'm sorry. And it it comes as a huge piece. So I would consider even like a slice shareable because it was a generous slice. Yeah. The four of us shared like two, two slices as a kind of like a half a meal type of thing. We were kind of snacking around, but um, it was plenty for us. I kind of look at it. it, It reminded me a little bit of a Bertucci's type pizza. So it wasn't Chicago style thick. Um, but it wasn't bar pizza thin. Right. So if you want to compare it to someplace, that was the closest I saw. I didn't eat any of it, um, but some of the people at the table with us did get it. So I um, I did take a look at it. It looked good. My big thing is, is I'm not a fan of, um, I want to call it Neapolitan, but that's not right. And it's not Napoleon. What's the kind, April? Uh, of pizza? <laughs> yes. Are you thinking of margarita has, pizza? Thank you. Yes. Okay. I'm not a big fan of margarita pizza. I don't like basil. I want just regular cheese pizza. Just give me sauce with cheese on it, you know, or a mushroom pizza. I love mushroom, but they didn't really have, you know, a lot like that. If you wanted cheese, it was that margarita pizza. And so I wasn't excited about getting that. Um, And, you know, I'm not really supposed to have a lot of pizza. So um, as much as I do love it. And so, you know, but so I ended up getting the steak there, and I did get a cannoli there, and the cannoli mm. was to die for. So good. So I could tell it was freshly made because the cannoli shell was still crisp. Mm-hmm. So you can tell when cannolis have been have had the filling in them for hours because the cannoli shell gets soft. Yes. You know, this pretty much fell apart when I tried to cut it in half for because one of the other uh, friends of ours was was going to take the other half. But it was delicious, absolutely delicious. So if you're craving a cannoli, definitely, you know, think about getting one from Via Napoli because they are excellent, absolutely excellent. And it was a vanilla one. Um, so I'm not, I've never been a real big fan of the chocolate ones. And I love chocolate. It just, it, with the ricotta cheese, it's, I don't know, it tastes funny that way. So. Yeah. Um, and so we did, we could have stayed to see Harmonious that night, but we were totally exhausted and we mm-hmm. had to go pick up some groceries so so we did not and we stayed at pop century uh we did have a rental car so that made life a lot easier with the crowds that we were expecting to see and we were getting up at the butt crack of dawn (laughs) the next morning we were there before the sun rose so it was kind of funny coming into the parks with everything lit up like it is at nighttime Mm. all of main street lit up and all that stuff so um, what time did you get to the park, Whitney? Yeah, I didn't get there till just before eight o'clock. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I, my, my family was being kind of like lazy in the morning. I'm like, guys, the one day I told you, you gotta <laughs> get up early. Okay. Um, but I also, my friend Angel was there. So I was texting her cause she was there super early and she's like, the lines are already so long for the merchandise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, honestly, unless you're going to come here for that. Don't bother being here this early. So um, I kind of just, it took us a a while to get out of there. And we were right at the Polynesian. We really had no excuse like not to be there 
while it was still dark out, but um, I ended up not being mad about it because I didn't want to stand in line for the merchandise anyways. And, you know, we still ended up having like a really great day. And I heard that like the welcome show was like not really that fantastic. It was lame. Pretty. Yeah. So. So I wish I had known that they were doing the dedication the night before. The whole actual dedication show was done the night before. So um, April and I got there, I, I think it was like around quarter past six, right? April? No, it was like quarter to seven. By the time quarter we seven. finally got there, we left just after six. Left okay. Um, and actually, I was surprised at how easy it was to get into the parking lot. Mm. I expected it to be a nightmare, but it wasn't. And there was plenty of people, so it wasn't a matter of that. And then, you know, of course, we were in the transportation ticket center, and then we had to take the monorail around um, over to um, Magic Kingdom. And um, we got in there, and one of the things that April had on her priority list was shopping. Of course, April Thanks is a shopper us. anyway. So she wanted to get the popcorn buckets, and she wanted to get some of the 50th merchandise. Um, I did want some stuff. Not that I knew what it was because I didn't look ahead of time, but I just wanted to check it out and see. I still bought, you know, more than I should have. But um, so we get there and we get into the area, um, you know, where the flagpole is. And there is a line that goes from the Emporium. I think it might have even gone up a little bit down and then back down again, all the way around. The, I think it went around the flagpole. Well, no, it went the- around the went around town square so it went around past the train station and up to the confectionery is where i started getting into line yeah and yeah so it was over by the confectionery so we're in there and we come around and we're over near the fire station and they come back and they say we are now converting to a virtual queue so we're like oh seriously we just waited in this line for nothing waited so we were a little frustrated about that, but so we get the virtual queue number and it says we have 124 people next to us. And this is probably 7.30 in the morning. And then we knew some other people who were up by the castle who were trying to save us spots, but getting through to them was a nightmare. So we're just about to them. We figure we can't move anymore. And then they drop the rope and everyone can go up to the castle, mm-hmm. not into it, but up to the stage area. And it was a free for all. And it's literally like, yeah, it was like the running of the bulls. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. We're trying to help our friends get to us. And I have a cane and I'm literally holding my cane up in the air so they can see where we're at. Because we ended up in front of them after all. Yeah. And, uh, but they still couldn't get to us. Uh, but literally there was no room to move. And honestly, it was like, it wasn't even as good as the old rope drops that they used to do when they had them at the train station. Right. Where they did like a song and a dance and all that other stuff. I mean, they came out a little bit, you know I mean? They might've like sort of danced a little bit to the song, but it wasn't a live performance like they usually have with the Dapper Dance. And, you know, they didn't have any kind of a, a special, what do they call them? Like a special family, a featured family. I family of the family. day. Yeah. They didn't have anything like that. Nope. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then it was over. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, it was so disappointing. Didn't really mention anything about the celebration other than welcome to the most magical celebration on earth. And that was it. I was so flabbergasted. Yeah. Because we stood there for 20, 25 minutes for absolutely nothing. And I'm like, seriously? I mean, there was no, 
I mean, I think there might have been a fireworks let go. Uh, yeah, I mean, quick like firework. Yeah, so it wasn't that big. But I mean, I'm like, I honestly didn't know they'd had something the night before. And then I went back online and saw it later on. I'm like, you know what? That would have been lovely to have that. They did yeah. have the voice of Roy saying the same thing that he said when they opened the park. Mm-hmm. Right. But not one mention of Walt Disney at all. I was like, how do you not have anything for that? And again, I just didn't know that they did it the night before. And, you know, I mean, they did have, you know, the Fab Six, I'm going to call them, um, out there with their their finest, you know, I mean, their iridescent finest. Um, and they, they spoke a little bit, you know what I mean? But it really honestly looked like a rope drop for any other day. Yeah, I just think that's crazy. And I did know that they were, like, filming something, like, for the TV special the night before. But, like... I just, I don't know. The whole thing was bizarre to me that, like, you have all these obviously, like, diehard Disney fanatics that want to be there on the first. Like, we're mm-hmm. paying all this money to be mm-hmm. on vacation on this very special day. Why are you having this whole show the night before without these people here and not doing anything on the first? Like, I just, I don't understand. It looked like a great show. To all the people that were home, because I had people like messaging me, like, oh my God, are you watching like Christina Aguilera? I'm just like, nope, she's, nope, (laughs) sure I'm not. So, like, that's just very disappointing. That makes me feel like, and I love Disney, not to bash them in any way, but like, I felt very let down that they put on a great show for all the people at home. For the media. Yeah. And for the media. And the influencers or whoever was invited to see this, but they left literally the rest of us, some of which are their biggest fans in the dust pretty much on the first. So, yeah, Yeah. I I agree. I I mean, Disneyland's 50th was a huge event. Disneyland's 60th was a huge event. I'm shocked that the 50th, it felt like it was like the 23rd anniversary or something, right. you know, well, or not even an anniversary, just any I, old year. I know it just, it, it was and disappointing. I get that COVID changes some things, but, yeah, but, but you've also been building it up too. Right. Yeah. They've, they've been talking about this. I mean, the artist rendering of like the fireworks coming all the way down main street and being so like magical was just like, yeah. I mean, well, they'll definitely hit hit the fireworks things a little bit later in our conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, the opening show was just really that's it. And I think April turned around to me and said, "Really, that's it?" Uh, yeah, I was I was just kind of in shock. Like, there's more, right? There there has to be more. You know, we expected Josh tomorrow out on stage, and you know, welcome right. in the crowd, and you know, thank you for an amazing fifty years. And I mean, I just even expected expected some sort of a you know, a recording of Walt, even if right. Josh Morrow yes. was there. I, don't, yes. I didn't think even have Walt's voice in there. Like, I don't understand, like, why it was just, nope. No. It, nope. it almost seemed like there was absolutely no, other than Roy's voice, there was absolutely no nod to history. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, even, you know, doing a little bit of a blurb about, you know what I mean, how the whole thing started and, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and that type of stuff. But there was nothing. It was just yeah. so disappointing. I mean, even if they had just recreated what they had done the night before, 
it would have right. been nice. Yeah, a little you know, bit. Even if you didn't have Christina Aguilera, because I really, honestly, I did watch that whole thing after the fact because it's on our site that we use to to work with our clients. And I actually fast forward through her because I'm not a big fan of hers anyway. Um, you know, what I mean, it's just it's not my style. Um, so you know, I didn't really care, you know, about that piece there. But the rest was just like I was just so disappointed. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's just maybe the morning they were concerned with other things, and, and I'll give it give it to them and, and kind of go from there. Um, and then we went on the great American popcorn bucket <laughs> search. Yes. For about four hours. <laughs> so, and I like, I like popcorn buckets, but not to the extent that April does. April had heard there were six. Right. I thought there were going to be six balloon colors. Thank goodness. There were only four Mickey balloon colors. In the park. So the we we hit the closest one possible, which you got not too far back in line. No, that wasn't too was bad. The one that's kind of on the hub on the way to Tomorrowland. Yeah, and that was the pink balloon. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice because I found a place that I could park my butt for a little while. Because um, standing still for long periods of time is not fun for me. Um, so I parked it for a little bit, and then some of our friends went to Tomorrowland because we heard the blue one was there. And so they went in search of the blue one. So we get the pink one, and we get the commemorative regular souvenir bucket, not the specialty ones. The round bucket. Um, For them. Yeah, the round buckets. Um, And then we went down and met them there. And at that point there... They were in line for the blue ones, and we heard the gold one was over in by Dumbo. Mm-hmm. So I said to April, I said, do you want to go get in line for Dumbo, and I'll stay with them? And we figured I can, you know, settle it all up and that stuff. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. So she does that. And then, you know, we're getting ready to do something. Or we finished there, and I'm like, do you want me to go look and see if I can find the green one? Because we heard there was a green one. Yeah. Uh, at the time, we had not seen one yet. We had heard it was there, though. So there was gold, blue, pink, and green. So we had heard it was over in uh, Frontierland, mm-hmm. Adventureland, Frontierland. Yeah, that's what someone so told me. I, I said, I'll go over to Frontierland and go take a look. So I get to Frontierland, and they've got the gold one. Uh, actually, the one over by, um, which I learned later, the one over by Big Thunder Mountain actually didn't have any more at the time. But I found out later that they actually did have some there early in the day and this is still morning time so then i go walking on the little um boardwalk area because there's another big long line there and i ask them you know are you in line for popcorn buckets yes um what color is it and they said i think it's gold i'm like okay well that doesn't help me so i walk by and just double check sure enough it's gold so i keep on going and then i get to the liberty square one and they have gold so i said okay well this is all the ones I know about. So I end up keeping going and going to find her. And she starts walking toward me because the one that she was at. Oh, no. That's no, not you. Um, I basically got caught up to you. And then I stood in line for you because right. you went to the restroom. Yes. After and I'm like hours. probably like six or seven people behind. And they come out and say, we're out of gold. We're switching to pink. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? So I'm messaging her. I'm like, do I go back? What do I do? You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, so I'm going to try going back to one of the other ones. And then there was one that was by the arches of New Fantasyland that I didn't see was there. So she ended up stopping there and finding they did have some gold ones there. And that was literally a nail biter. So I came back. I Mm -hmm. sat down for a little while on the wall. 
and uh and then she um she's like 10 people back and they go we are very low we're gonna be running out soon um and so we're not sure how many people will be able to get them and i'm literally counting them and i'm counting the people Mm -hmm. and there was one cast member who had one around her neck we're like well don't forget she has one around her neck she's like oh no trust Um, me i've got that one that's my plan c yep um and then one fell over onto the ground and i'm like she's like oh don't you know someone fell on the ground I'm like, she shouldn't have said anything. That could have been your, your bonus. Ace in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, she did end up getting one. I think they probably only had maybe two or three left after you left. Yeah. That one there. Yeah. So we got right down three out end. of four. Yeah. We got three out of four. Right. And then there is a, I'll let you talk about the sipper. Uh, the mini sipper. So this was the next frenzy that came out because, um, just that, the night prior, they had released the the pictures of the four balloon buckets, as well as a picture of a Mickey and a Minnie. And then it was kind of trying to figure out what they were. Are they a popcorn bucket? Are they a sipper? Sipper? Because they were like huge. They are a good size. I mean, the Minnie is probably a foot. It looks well, like it could have been a popcorn bucket. Yes. Um, so I think what it turns out, the Minnie is a sipper cup and the Mickey will be a popcorn bucket once yes. it arrives. So... I had heard from someone after I got the pink popcorn bucket that the mini sipper was going to be at Cosmic Rays. So at 8.30 in the morning, I had immediately gone in and mobile ordered for the mini sipper, which I love that that was an opportunity to be able to do that. Because by the time we got done searching for popcorn buckets, it was about 11. So I went in, clicked and said, I'm here for my mobile order and then went and hung out in Cosmic Rays for an hour. Because Cosmic Rays was crazy. The fact that they had all the sipper cups there and only at that location, of course, made it crazy. Because anyone who's collectors of the cups and the popcorn buckets, and I can say this because I'm one of them, are crazy. And you want your bucket or cup. And so everybody was trying to get the sipper cups and they were so backed up. And that's all we got is a sipper cup. I didn't care if we had a drink with it or not. We were just getting the cups. Um, and that was over an hour of sitting waiting until finally the manager said, you can go walk around and come back later if you want. So that's what we ended up doing. We ended up leaving and then we came back later in the afternoon to pick up the cup because they said, as long as you had ordered the cups, then you were guaranteed to get a cup. But by that time that I was in there, they had already sold out of their quantity for the day. So if you hadn't mobile ordered by that point, you were not getting a mini cup that day. They were all spoken for. So that was crazy. And I felt bad for people that actually wanted to eat because everybody was waiting an hour plus. Whether but it wasn't were... just there. No. Well, it I didn't see the other the restaurants. Service. But... Yeah, yeah. All it... the quick service locations were having that problem. And it was like an hour to two hours wait from the time you checked in to say, I'm here before you got your food. Yeah. So that was and and honestly it's staffing yeah. they did not have enough staff because yeah. they can't get enough people um i think part of it has to do with the fact that they don't have any of their international staff so all the epcot places that usually have the international staff are now being staffed with other cast members right and i mean we saw signs down there offering big um signing bonuses of 1000 to 1500 dollars mhm you know what I mean? Big bull boards. Yeah, so, right on 192, trying to get people to work. So, I mean, like everywhere, they're hurting for staff. And and I, I do agree. I think that's a lot of what it was because 
I mean, everyone coming into that park today had a park reservation. So right. to start off the morning, Disney knew how many people were going to be there initially. Um, but it just, everyone was overwhelmed and the resources got exhausted very quickly. Yep. Yeah, I was and- very happy that we had a, we had a Cinderella's Royal Table lunch that I had booked. Um, so that's what we did for lunch because I was just looking at the quick service stuff just for like to see about the sippers and stuff, which they were sold out by the time I looked and stuff anyways. But yeah. everything was like, you know, at 11 o'clock, it was like, come back at two. I'm like, that's like three hours for to wait for lunch. Yeah, so, yeah. no joke. It was it was and that's, crazy. And that's not even when you press your I'm here. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there was, was an hour and two way ever wait after that. Right. That was just like people were really upset. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was sitting in cosmic rays because of course my phone's <laughs> dying because as I've talked about previously, my Disney experience kills my phone battery so quickly. And so being yeah. on there because the stores had virtual queues. So I was constantly checking to try to get into the virtual queue and then checking to see if I can figure out my status and find out what's going on and where rides are and everything else. By 11 o'clock, my phone was like at 5%. It had been exhausted. So I was sitting in cosmic rays, plugged into the wall, trying to charge my phone a little bit because, of course, I was waiting for my order to be ready as well. Because once you say I'm here, then you've got to wait until the screen comes up to say your order is ready. And I was terrified that my phone was going to die and I wouldn't be able to see it that my order was ready. So that was stressful. But it, it was just, it was crazy. And I was outside wondering... How the heck long does it take to get two cups? Yeah, it takes a long Realistically, time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like thinking, oh my gosh. And then she's saying her phone's dying. I'm like, okay, so you should be out another five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, maybe she needs me to come in there because her phone's going to die and she needs me to be having it on my phone. Mm-hmm. So she sent me a picture of the order so I could get in and I sat on the floor with her. And it's kind of funny. If you watch me try to get up and down off the floor, it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> so I think some people thought I had fallen. Because when I was trying to get up, um, everyone's like, oh, are you okay? Can we help you? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm just trying to get up off the ground. <laughs> I sat down there on purpose. And, and probably everybody's looking at me like, boy, she's a jerk to just sit there and not even help this poor woman get up off the floor. <laughs> so I'm sure they thought that I was a terrible person, but I wasn't actually. So if you were some of the people that saw us on the floor, I was perfectly fine. I did not fall. I was just trying to get up from the being laying sitting down on the floor and it's not an easy position for me to get up from so um but we ended up with three popcorn buckets and a sipper you know i mean that you were looking for so that wasn't bad so it wasn't Uh, bad we we still have some to get but not bad we've heard that the other ones are stuck out in the in the pacific ocean um and honestly i've heard because i've been kind of focusing on some of the stuff that's going on right now and they're saying that the backlog for the ships to get into the port because normally it takes about um i think they said usually like three or four days to empty a container ship um now they're at least three to four weeks behind because they don't have enough staff at the docks to unload the ships so there are ships upon ships upon ships and upon ships just parked not parked but uh um Docked. Anchored. Docked. Anchored. Anchored. Yeah. They're anchored out in the the San Diego Harbor area. <laughs> Just waiting for their turn to get in to offload. And they're saying that could impact Christmas gifts. So I, I did hear that, that too. I did hear that too. And I think I think Disney's having trouble with a lot of their merchandise because a lot of things were not stocked like they normally mm-hmm. are. And 
I don't even, and I am curious. So if anyone has an answer to this, I would love to know. But Madeline was looking the whole time for those baby um, stuffed animals, the baby characters in the blankets that hang. Oh, yeah. She has a whole bunch of them. Literally the only ones we could find were Simba and Nala everywhere we went. And I finally Uh asked someone because I said, are they like phasing these out or like what's happening? And the answer I got was that their inventory was like stuck somewhere. So I believe that that could be true. But then somebody else told me that they were more focused on like all of the 50th merchandise. So like if the other stuff wasn't already stocked, they weren't making that a priority to stock it. Um, But she's like, are the, I mean, she was like, so sad about it. Like, oh. are we not going to have the babies anymore? Like, she just ran into the room because she hears me talking and she's like pretending to <laughs> do cry eyes. Uh-huh. So, but I am curious, like, what what is the deal? Are they phasing these out? Or are they really just stuck out to sea? I don't know. Seems believable. I think they're probably stuck out to sea because everything yeah. is stuck out to sea right now. It yeah, really it's is. Crazy. It's insane. I mean, I went to the grocery store today and so many things on the shelf and there's signs on the air saying they can't get them from suppliers. And it's like, oh my gosh! They even talking on the news site about there being another run on toilet paper. I'm like, oh, oh gosh, God. yeah. But that's because there's not going to be any because it's not coming off these ships. So, so only crazy. buy what you need, people. <laughs> yeah, don't stock. Don't up. hoard the toilet paper. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that was that was disappointing. Um, we did get and this surprised me because I mentioned earlier that we had the virtual queue, and it said there were 124 people in front of us. And I get that it can take a while for people to get in and out of the stores. They're not like me, that they just go in, get what you want, and then leave. Because honestly, I don't want to be in there with all those crazy people. It was kind of an an insane experience. But it took us until like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we had to go up and ask. So I never even got the... Yeah. It took a while before, yeah, we finally got the prompt. And then I had to ask, say, hey. Yeah. That's So that was really weird. Um. And by that point, they had started a regular queue again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why aren't you doing your virtual queue first before you start creating another regular queue? Right. You know what I mean? And and some people I knew were able to see where they were in line for it. Like how many people were ahead of them. We could only see that at the very first time when we got that. So I don't understand how people were seeing that other piece. That was bugging me. And I wasn't really able to get an answer. So that was weird. Now, meanwhile, oh. I heard from many people who I know who went to Epcot instead on the on the first, and they stocked all the same things, and they had zero issue walking yep. in and getting everything they wanted and needed in minutes. Today's Main Street to the World episode is proudly brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel. Ready to bring your travel dreams to life? Look no further. Coasters and Castles Travel is your ultimate full-service agency, specializing in a wide range of travel experiences. From Disney destinations and Universal Studios parks and resorts, to cruises, ocean, river, expedition, and luxury. All-inclusive resort vacations, luxury escapes, European adventures, destination weddings, group travel, special needs travel, adult-only getaways, and of course, family adventures. Our team of expert travel advisors is here to craft the perfect journey for you. Whether you're seeking thrilling theme park experiences or luxurious cruises, every detail will be tailored to perfection. And if 
the world of travel planning beckons you, Coasters and Castles Travel is currently welcoming applications for travel advisors. For more details, explore www.travelcnc.com or reach out via email at info at travelcnc.com. Now let's dive back into the excitement. Yep. Yep. Like, uh, in fact, we went there the next day and there was tons of stuff. Yes. Stuff that was just really easy to get to. There was no queue to get in there. Any of that stuff. Um, there were some things. And honestly, some of the things that were dated specifically for the first, you were able to easily get there. But so we did go outside to bring our bags to the car because uh-huh. we bought a lot and didn't really want to be walking around carrying these bags. So we went out to the car, came back, and there's these huge lines at the ticket sense. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is for park hopping. People are already park hopping. And they did shut down the park for park hopping. Yes, I saw But we were afraid to go back out again after that because we were afraid that we wouldn't get back into the park. I mean, I did ask and they did say that if you had a park reservation for that day, you were guaranteed to be able to get in. But Yeah, I asked too because after we had lunch – um, the girls were like dying to go swimming. So, and we were at the poly. So Phil took them back and I just ended up hanging out there with a bunch of friends that I know, um, while he went back, but I made sure to ask before they left. Cause I was like, are they going to have an issue getting back in here? And they told me no. And then I left too. And at that point I was like, if for some odd reason I don't get back in here, like I don't even care right now. I just needed to go like sit by the pool and chill for a minute like I was just we wanted to but we had never planned on staying the whole day right you know what I mean never ever and then we just kind of felt like we were stuck yeah you know so um which was disappointing we literally did one ride the entire day yeah we did pirates and that was it in the evening everything else was all shopping yeah or waiting for meals or whatever we had oh my gosh this was painful so we had din- lunch at Tony's. It was supposed to be at two o'clock. It ended up we ended up getting seated probably around two thirty because first there were eight of us. First they tried seating us to get to at a table that was probably more meant for like six people, and we were squished in tighter than you can possibly imagine. And then our waiter came by and was like, "Would you be more comfortable at a bigger table?" We're like, "Um, yes." They said, "Okay, we'll go back out and wait a little bit. We'll get you another table." So they did. And we were probably waiting like 10, 15 minutes. So it wasn't too bad. And then we went back in again. And it was definitely a much more comfortable table. Um, but our waiter was awful. I mean, this guy either is a brand new waiter or he just doesn't give a darn. <laughs> because he was slower than cold molasses going uphill in February. He didn't. I mean, I had to ask twice for my drink. And all I wanted was a club soda. So it wasn't like it was complicated. Uh, he didn't even offer drinks to everyone else. Pretty much gave him water and that was it. Um, I mean, April asked for uh, a lemonade because it had a collectible cup and it was one of the specialty drinks for the the celebration. Um, I did like the food, although one of the people next to me had a weird food allergy and they did not communicate very well with her as mm-hmm. to what the challenge was. So she's allergic to dairy. And she wanted the chicken parm. So instead of coming out and telling her it was really just going to be a baked chicken sitting on top of her spaghetti, they just let her think that it would be fine that they they had breadcrumbs that wouldn't have dairy in them, that they could do it. And 
And so it was like, there was no communication with them whatsoever. And so they came back and she, she ended up, you know, really telling them she was not happy and they did make something else for her, but I don't remember, um, you know, what it was, but it was kind of crappy because then we're all done eating and she's just kind of waiting for her food. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I hate about sending food back. Um, but I did get a seafood scampi and that was really good. Mm. And April, would you get there? I just got uh, a Caesar salad with grilled chicken on it, which was good. It was fine. You know, I had no problems with it. Um, the the drink I got, I just will touch on that. It does come with a, a plastic cup, but it's a special cup that says the 50th on it. And it's got like silhouettes of the characters on it. It's really cute. And it was a lemonade, but it came with a um, like a sugar, a pressed sugar Mickey head that was raspberry flavored. And so it sits on the edge of the cup. And the point is that you'll put it in the cup, it'll dissolve and it mixes with the lemonade to make raspberry lemonade. So that was actually Uh, really yummy. Um, And then you have the cup to take home. So perfect. I think there are different restaurants that will have like different fizzy things, different. Yeah, there are. But I, it didn't really explain that that's what that thing was. Um, Like when you looked at them, maybe when you looked Mm -hmm. at the menu, but like when you just looked at their announcement of these little drinks. Yes. It didn't say that that was a fizzy. So I was trying to figure out like, was that, was that like a piece of candy that you eat or like, was it not edible? So I'm glad you said that. Cause I didn't, I couldn't figure out what that was. Yeah. You know, honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to be like a little plastic character that was sitting right. on the edge of the cup or, and I, oh. I had forgotten about it until I had gotten up and I had walked cause I took some pictures in the restaurant, of course. And I saw another guest there with it. I'm like, oh, I need to order that. Um, and I couldn't tell by the guest. I just saw like it was a pink thing. But again, I didn't know what it was. And then another girl at our table ordered the same thing. But her Mickey had already got dunked in the glass. So it was it dissolves very quickly. Okay. Um, so that's how we got the hint like, oh, you got to put it in. And so I felt bad like putting it in because it was a really cute little Mickey thing. But I know. that was the point of it. So but at least I you get the cup to it. take home. So, oh, yeah. I've got yeah, that's of- cute tons of pictures and um and the cup is great so of course any cups bowls anything that's what i like so it came home of course but yeah so the salad was fine but it was i mean again we had a two o'clock reservation we didn't leave until five o'clock wow yeah it was was a long long. process a very long process it It wasn't all it took you a while to get seated though well, it took us, we probably got seated around 2.30, so okay. I'll give yeah. them a half an hour there, but still two and a half hours. Yeah. And a lot of that was, I mean, some people did order dessert, but even trying to get him to come back to be able to order dessert or, you know I mean, like flagging him down anytime we might have seen him close by to see if he would bring me a, my drink that I'd asked for. Yeah. And, I think he might have had a break because there was a while, there was quite a long while that we didn't see him at all. So I wonder if he went on break or something kind of mid-service but yeah it was a long time I mean he didn't even I don't drink coffee but he didn't like offer coffees or anything he just um it it was a little less friendly either no no not really um he wasn't mean but he just wasn't you know looking for that bubbly personality that usually you see from yes you know a good waiter or waitress it wasn't magical that's too bad but I had never eaten there before either. So I actually hit two more restaurants off my list this trip, which was kind of fun. That's good. I haven't eaten there in the ages. That. But I, have. I had actually heard bad things about the food, but I was actually pretty impressed with the food, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, because in the Scampi, it has linguine. And I usually do not like to order pasta in an Italian restaurant because they always overcook it. 
And this was not overcooked. It was al dente, just the way I like it. So I can't eat very much pasta, but um, so I ate all my seafood and I had a little bit of the pasta. I kind of feel bad because I'm returning this whole big plate of linguine back to them. But uh, it was kind of kind of crazy. But yeah, I was, and it, I definitely didn't want to be walking around with leftovers, you no. know, scampy. Way um, too hot for that. Throughout the afternoon because we weren't going to be getting right. back till after the fireworks. So that would not have been a great, you know, experience. So. Well, that stinks. I will say I definitely had a fabulous experience at Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, that was the first time that we had eaten there. The girls, I felt like, were at the perfect age for it. Mm. They thought it was super magical. Um, it's a little sad that all the princesses don't walk around. However, Cinderella was there, and she came out a couple times. And she doesn't come to the table, but she just kind of walks around and she'll face your table and pose and talk to them and stuff. And we had a really good spot, like right when you first walked in at the top tier. So she came out right there and um, our food was good. Our service was good. I had a 50 champagne flight, which was my number one thing. Um, So it had three different types of champagne um, and it was specific for the 50th. Um, I actually had the scallops which were delicious. That's okay. one of my favorite things. Um, Phil had the beef tenderloin and we both kind of just split it. Like he had a little bit of each and then the girls both both had steak and mashed potatoes. Um, so they've changed their menu since I was there. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, it was like, there was no seafood like that. It was very, um, like they had duck. They, they did had, have duck, but they were sold out that day. But they, they had normally veal. And so they had a lot of foods that, you know, I couldn't see April eating, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and so I have I haven't tried it. I had I was there for my fortieth birthday. So that was that was really fun doing that. But um and, and at that point there you, you saw Cinderella as you were going in, had a picture with her, and then you went upstairs and the fairy godmother right. came around and she sang mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But she was the only character in there. So that was twelve years ago, twelve and a half yeah. years ago. So um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I did like that one. Um, but like I said, the menu sounds a lot different. I actually think I would want to go back again because, you know, the scallops and steak and, you know, our tenderloin is, is sounds really good. So it was really good. We, we were impressed. We, we had a great meal and then the desserts were really good. Phil got like a cheesecake. Um, and I got this chocolate mousse, um, and then the girls got these make your own cupcake or decorate your own cupcake trays. So it came with little cupcakes and all the fixins to put on them. And right before we went up, we were actually in Sir Mickey's, which is the little gift shop outside of there. And they have brought back the pixie dusting where the cast member will take her little wand and do a little spell for you and put pixie dust in your hair. So it's just a bunch of glitter. They haven't oh, been doing God. that all of COVID. Um, and my girls used to really like that. So I saw that that was back and we went there. They have like a special 50th wand that they're using and stuff. So it was super cute. So Fun. she does a little spell and she gives you some pixie dust. So we did that right before we went up to eat. <laughs> oh, fun. I didn't know yeah. that was back. I didn't yeah. know they did that there, to be honest with you. I knew the Baby Dwarf Boutique, they did that, but I didn't know they did that separately. Yeah. So. They'll just do that for you. Just walk in and ask So I wonder if little- Bibbidi Boppy might be coming back soon. That would be nice. I really hope so. I know. It's such a great experience for kids. It really is. I'm still mad that 
it wasn't there when I went for the first time, but I would have been too old anyway, even then. So I know, but then they brought they brought that had one... the adults at Grand Floridian. Yeah, yeah. So I would so do that. I, I wanted to do that actually, um, and do it some night before I did the Halloween party, mm, yeah. and then have them Perfect. do my hair for an actual, and then have a real costume, and yeah, you know do that that would be fun to do. So yeah. Um, Okay, so we've talked a little bit about food. Um, April, do you have any listings of any of the special treats that they had? Because I know we didn't have any, but if not, no big deal. Yeah, we didn't honestly didn't have time for this stuff. We did have, um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. We did have a, a Mickey ice cream bar. Now, I really am not a huge fan of the, the regular one on the stick. I prefer the ice cream sandwich. And Me honestly, too. it's because the chocolate covering is dark chocolate. And I'm not a dark chocolate fan. So, and every time you bite into it, the whole thing breaks and makes a big mess. So April, but they did have that in a commemorative package. So she thought I was looking for one of those when I wanted a Mickey ice cream sandwich. And so she misunderstood and I'm like, oh no, but they wouldn't exchange it for another one, probably because of COVID because we touched it. So they gave us one for free. So I got my ice cream sandwich for free. And then one of the other friends got my ice cream bar that I didn't want. So. Um, I wouldn't do that on purpose because you don't know if they're going to give you one for free. Yeah, so if no, anyone's no. thinking that, don't do that. Um, but that was just kind of what happened. So that was our really one treat that we had that day other than popcorn because we had gads and gads and gads and gads and gads and gads and more gads of popcorn. Um, when we dumped it into Ziploc bags, I think we had of the gallon size bags, I think we had two and a half. And I know I ate one of my buckets of popcorn throughout the day, the smaller one with the regular round buckets. Um, so that one was pretty much gone. And then April had had some of hers. So we had actually had, you know, used some and she had one popcorn bucket she got without. So we would have had even more. <laughs> yeah. My okay, would have eaten it. <laughs> yeah. One thing with the popcorn buckets is sometimes when you buy the, buckets or the sippers you can ask for the popcorn or the drink on the side and for the buckets it was either you get the popcorn in it or you don't get popcorn there was no getting the popcorn on the side which is interesting and they do have um the 50th popcorn containers like the cardboard popcorn boxes that are in the 50th labeling too so i will be of course getting one of those because i'm a nerd i i do have one of those we got the maple popcorn in epcot and they gave it to us in that and uh, yeah, it was so yummy. And I kept the cardboard because it was Yeah, so no, cute. I definitely will get one. I just didn't want more popcorn this trip. So um, next time I go, I will be getting one of those. Cause I, and I noticed too that they have the cups. So if you get a drink, now you can get the 50th cups as well. Some locations yes. still had the old packaging, the prior packaging, but most had the 50th packaging. I took so. a cup too. I, I will I, I will take a cup and yeah. Phil I did this time, like, but I wish you could have seen his face too because I was I like I was like, Can you put this in my bag? And he's like and it what I hadn't even used it. I just like uh-huh. took the extra cup and he's like, This is uh-huh. just an empty cardboard cup, Whitney. I was like, I know. It says the fiftieth on it. He's like, You are not keeping this cup. I was like, put it in my bag. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I he's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. I will be getting cups as well. I figured, all right, I'm not going to stress this first time. They've got 18 months. I can probably yes, get a regular bucket and a like, box and cup and future visits. I did save the ice cream wrapper, though. 
That's she did. She carefully pulled it out so that it wouldn't get all over it. Uh, well, and that was strategic, too, because normally I would get the ice cream sandwich. I do like that, but the ice cream sandwiches can be messier because the ice cream will touch the wrapper. So True. I intentionally and that one was got the not premium. in the commemorative. Yes. So, but I got the premium bar because I figured, well, being in the cold chocolate, there it's more likely for the inside of the wrapper to be less schmear of stuff. True. So um so that was strategic that i did get that and it worked out because i got the 50th wrapper and it was clean on the inside so it was perfect but april is queen of the wipes so if she had yes. gotten anything inside of there she could have whipped out a wipe and she would could you know run along the inside to make sure it was clean absolutely wipes absolutely. are life i tell everyone that that's like my number one thing to bring with me oh yeah i so have she's wipes got multiple kinds of wipes. every bag like i i every bag purse tote has yes, a package of wipes them. in it no matter so no matter what i'm using or carrying there's wipes because i mean just from when my kids were little i always had wipes but then i mean even big kids it's like if you eat something and you're touching things in the park here's a wipe yes, use wipes it's amazing absolutely you can't live without them yes well i didn't try any of the special 50th food like dessert stuff however i did on the first get the Foolish Mortal Funnel Cake from Sleepy Hollow. So how was that? Because I had that at Boobash and I definitely had an opinion of mine. How was yours? You sound like you didn't like it. I will share my opinion after you share yours. We loved it. We devoured it. (laughs) My kids loved it. So So what's on it first? It's topped with chocolate cookie crumbles, purple vanilla ice cream, Caramel drizzle and M&M's candies. So, and it all sounds wonderful. But when, uh, so we did the first night of Boo Bash back in August and of course had to try the Foolish Portal funnel cake and we had bad ice cream. Okay. Like the ice cream was all grainy. Like it was like eating ice cream sand. And Ooh. it's funny because we ran into um, another of our agents while we were down there and her husband works for an ice cream company and I mentioned it to him and he said, that's because it was old ice cream. Oh, so, so that was a detraction because I was really excited about it. I love funnel cakes and the funnel cake was fine. The funnel cake was normal. Um, but the ice cream wasn't good because it was all grainy. It was, yeah. So that was a bad thing that I guess I could probably give another run and give it another chance, but Okay. Well, before you even said it was a gross ice cream, I was thinking the only thing that would have, besides that, I didn't see that coming, but the only thing that would have made it not good is if like the ice cream was like super melty. Cause I felt like this was like, this ice cream was perfect. Hmm. It was so, so yummy. So I can see where that would have like completely ruined something. And that's actually really disgusting if it was old. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, so it wasn't something I was going to gorge myself on and like you know the kids and my mom all tried it and everybody shared the same opinion that you know the ice cream was a detraction the funnel cake was okay but you know for boobash we were trying all the snacks at boobash so um that was kind of a hit and run thing but yeah it was really disappointing and even if it was melty ice cream that would have been fine because then you just dip the funnel cake in it and it still probably would have tasted really good but yeah no the the ice cream consistency was not good at that time. I wonder if it's because it was the first night of Boobash. That's the first time they were offering it. And they stocked up a little bit ahead of time. And that might be why. Because now they're probably replacing more often. Well, whatever it is, you it's know. gross. <laughs> so, the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it was disappointing. 
because that was one that I was like, oh, I need to get that. And yeah, not so much. So what is our list of snacks so we know when we go back? Because keep in mind, the celebration is for 18 months. There's so many snacks everywhere. They're even like, even the resorts are having all kinds of yes. snacks. I don't know if they if they released the foodie guide on it yet or not. It may be, but I, I'm trying to Google. It's not in the brochures. I have the maps. It's not okay. listed in the maps. And I tried to Google and Google is not my friend right now. It's not coming up for me to get the specifics. But I know I've saw a lot of cupcakes. I did see someone, actually a woman after my own heart, who had a cupcake and it had a 50, 50th anniversary wrapper on it. And I did see her save the wrapper as I was standing in line for my popcorn bucket. And I'm like, oh, I'll probably have to get one of those too, just because like, I'm just, if it's 50th, I want it. Like, that's really kind of, you know, any little trinket or something, if it says 50th, I pretty much want it. So I may have to find one of those. But um, I, I have seen different things. I just can't list it. Okay. And I did forget, when we came in, we got a commemorative park map. Mm-hmm. So there was a spe- special park map just for that day. So that was really nice. Um, and then when you left, you got a poster. Yes. And it show Cinderella Castle in all its glory, um, which I have to say, I saw one person and she had it kind of crumpled up in her the back oh, of her scooter. And I was like, that hurt my, oh my heart. God, that's abuse. <laughs> that's, that's poster abuse. I agree. Like, oh my God, you're there. And it's like, I, I saw a couple of people like that, just like crumbled and ch- I'm like, what? Like, oh my God. I saw that- a kid fanning themselves with uh, it. I'm like, Oh my gosh! It, it this hurt is my the heart. This thing, and I'm like, and we we have ours like pressed between. Oh yeah, a cardboard box I, and like sealed down in Florida in our in our storage unit because we wanted to make sure we get it home without anything possibly happening to it. Yeah, no joke. Like, okay, I saved the ice cream wrapper. I'm not going to like ruin a poster. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple uh, extra posters. I left, yeah. and I got a couple. And, and fortunate and a for that. I know, but I'm like, nobody touched these. Like the girls, I'm like, don't put your fingers all over them. So no kidding. I, they're, they're like gold. I'm going to frame like, this mine. This is pretty. Can we play with it? Like, yeah. no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Mm-mm. Oh, so Crazy. yeah. I was kind of curious if you went to Epcot, if they had special things there, but, and we'll talk about this a little bit more too, is it felt like the celebration was only in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. With the exception of the um, the merchandise. The merchandise was in all four parks. But you went there, if you saw the characters, they were in their regular garb. They were not wearing the iridescent stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We saw Mickey and Minnie when we came into Epcot the next day. And they were in the black and the red. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are they not wearing that? So I was really surprised because they made a big deal about the fact that it was being celebrated across all four parks. The only way, thing that even gave you a hint that there was a 50th celebration in the other parks were those little flags they have handling, hanging from the, the uh, flagpoles. Not the flagpoles, the light poles. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. 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 And the yeah, meter in the day. And then at night, they did have their icons lit up somewhat. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, Epcot's is pretty cool. Spaceship Earth. Oh, Epcot. The Epcot ball was oh, fabulous. And they love, do have harmonious. She um, she was the show stealer of everything. Of all the things I saw, even in Magic Kingdom, that was my favorite thing. When but it was I all do over. really love the makeover on the castle. I do. I really I like love that. that. So that was awesome. And the way they have it shimmer at night is really cool. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk nighttime shows. 
Let's talk Disney's Enchanted. Now, I'm going to not offer too much of this because I will be 100% honest. Uh, my feet were done. And so I found a place to park my butt on a on a bench in front of the confectionery. So I was not even on Main Street. I was near the flagpole area, but on a bench. And April was near the flagpole. And I was going to try and get into her closer too, but you couldn't move. So I said, the heck with it. I'm just going to sit on the bench and I'll watch it on, online later. Because I'll be down there again later, so I'll be able to watch it. So who wants to offer their opinion first? So I the crowd was crazy. Like there was no moving on Main Street. I mean, you had your square, tiny square to stand in and that was it. And then you were surrounded by everybody. So it was very crowded. We were back way on Main Street. And I, you know, being a new show, I wasn't sure the what is the best place to stand for this? Because I know they're supposed to have projections on the buildings on Main Street as well as on the castle. And so I don't think standing directly in front of the castle is the best place because then you miss everything that's going on on Main Street. But I think standing by the flagpole is honestly too far back. So that is not the best place, even on a normal day. Um, And so Disney's Enchantment was, um, it was a good show. I'll say that. It was a good show. It did not evoke any emotions out of me, so that I was disappointed about. And from our perspective, we could see like the lights on the buildings, but again, couldn't make out what the projections were. So not the best location to be standing to watch it. So I don't know. I, I, I had hoped for something a little more. And of course, it's like every show you want it to be better than the previous one. And, um, you know, you want those emotions because I'm still, you know, hooked on wishes. And, you know, wishes was always emotional for me. You know, it was one that I'd always cry whenever I watched it. And Happily Ever After did do some tugs on the heartstrings, too. And I, I didn't get that at all from Enchantment. Whitney? There's honestly not much more that I can add to what she said because I feel the exact same way. And um, I was the I think the only thing I would add is it was disappointing to me that it didn't focus more on like the beginning of Disney World and like stuff with Walt or really things about Mickey. And it was just a lot of like they played a lot of the newer movie songs and stuff like I just I expected it to be a little bit more nostalgic, I think. You know, I've thought about it since, and I would have loved to have had kind of like a a review of the past 50 years. I mean, as much as you can do in 10 minutes, but kind of like the highlights, you know, maybe starting with like snippets of Snow White and kind of building up to the present if they really wanted to have the IPs in there. And that's fine with a little bit of Walt's voice, you know, for again, premiering at the 50th anniversary, I wanted it to do. I want it. I like the history of the park and, and everything with Walt Disney. I just eat it all up that I, I wanted to feel that. And I think if they had that and if they had Walt's voice, like speaking on the 50th anniversary, I think everybody would have been bawling. Like mm-hmm. it just would have like, and you just would have loved the show immediately that it was a good show. I mean, for what it was, it was a good show. The projections were good. The music was nice. The fireworks were great. It just, it didn't, tug at my heartstrings at all it didn't pull that out right. of me so i as as i mentioned i didn't actually see it that night but i have watched it uh on the computer since then and and i will say that when i was sitting on the bench my impression was the most reaction i got out of the whole thing was when tinkerbell flew same there was no roar of excitement at the end or big huge clapping or any of that stuff there was none of that there was just this huge roar when Tinkerbell flew. And then it was like, okay, we're done. Let's go home. 
Yep. And I was like, that is so weird because usually people don't necessarily, you know, hoot and holler, but they do, you get a reaction at the end of these shows. And there was nothing. It was flat. And I was like, that's weird. And then I watched it. And, you know, I mean, the, the angle that the video was on was sometimes it was on the castle and sometimes it was on the, the Main Street buildings. And I didn't see that there was a ton that went on in the Main Street buildings. So I honestly don't think I would even bother to watch the Main Street buildings. Um, there was some IP there, but it didn't seem like there was really a ton there. Um, I think the most happened on the castle. And there were some neat things on the castle, which when you're looking at it, kind of go with the music a little bit. Um, but you have to be close enough to the castle to see that. Um, and one of the things that I find a little disappointing about using projections now is that you used to be able to go to so many other places in Walt Disney World and still enjoy the show. You know, wishes you could enjoy from anywhere. Yes. It was still better to be in front of the castle because you saw those two, you know, shooting stars come up on either side. Um, But if you were behind the castle, it was still a really neat show. It was actually kind of neat because you were, if you were back near where New Fantasyland is, you'd see stuff in front of you and in behind you. So So that was actually a neat perspective. Our favorite spot to watch Wishes was right in front of Gaston's Tavern, right there where that, um, yeah, yep, whatever. Yeah. Because we could see, it was like you were in the middle of the fireworks. I mean, they were just all around you right in that spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was neat. And so, and it also takes away the viewing, the the really nice viewing that you would get from um, when you're at the Monroe Resorts, mm-hmm. you know, being at Polly or Polly is still the best because it's the most head on um, or Grand Floridian or over at the Contemporary on the rooftop there because you're not seeing half the show because it's projections. Yeah. So you're missing a lot of it. It doesn't make any sense if you don't see the projections. Yeah. So, because when there's no fireworks going off or there's no, uh, you know what I mean? And and the talking isn't making sense with what they're doing with the projections. You're like, okay, I don't get it. What What's happening? So the first time I saw the show, I saw the fireworks and I heard the music. I could see some stuff flashing on Main Street because of where I was sitting, but I really couldn't tell what it was. Even the buildings closest to us, I couldn't tell. Um, and so it's it's, I think that's a detriment to using the projections the way they do. I think that in some cases, the projections are a little bit better. Like when they do the projections on a Hollywood Tower Hotel, you can see that along that whole strip. Yeah. And so it's easier to see. And there's, it feels like that's a bigger area and you don't usually get as many people in there. Or when they do the stuff on the Chinese theater, they are incorporating so many different pieces in that same area. When they did the Star Wars thing, you felt literally like you were in the middle of a battle and they used the projections there. So I feel like those fit there. But I don't know that you get the same bang for your buck with having it at Cinderella Castle and Main Street. Yeah, I can agree with that. And and I I was never a huge fan of Happily Ever After. Um, again, you took away the storyline that hit my heart. Um, and the Happily Ever After storyline never hit me, ever. I never got emotional about that one. Um, the only, actually, I can't say never, I once had an emotional reaction to it. And that was when April and I saw it in early September. Was it? I lose track of the time. It was in August. Uh, August. That was August. Um, so we went and we saw it and when Tinkerbell flew, I cried. And honestly, that was because there was a piece of normalcy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that 
uh, character interactions limited are coming back where you'll be able to go and have your picture taken with the characters. You won't be able to hug them yet and you won't be able to get autographs yet. But that again, feels like another step toward normalcy. And, and those things really make me feel better. Now, again, we've been talking about this for a year and a half now. God help poor Mickey when he sees me, <laughs> when I can give him a hug. <laughs> because, and I promise I won't hurt him. I love Mickey. <laughs> I'm not going to want to let go. Um, so that's, you know, that's the challenge with that one there. Um, so do we want to continue on next week with the rest? Cause I think we're getting kind of long. I don't know how much more we have to talk about. We still have harmonious and we still have yeah. some of the other stuff, but we can keep going if you want to. It's up to you well, guys. I mean, okay. We that's fine. Going. We can, we, we can, can chat next week though, because I, I have lots of thoughts on harmonious and ratatouille. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yep. Right as we do. Okay. So let's finish up. So we'll have a three part to this one. See how right. you never know when we talk how many parts it's going to get. So there is a lot happening and yes, there uh, is. we can talk about that stuff there and we can talk about some of the new stuff that's been announced. So, so we do want to thank you for joining us tonight on our, our review of the 50th uh, anniversary. Um, I mean, we can talk about some of the merchandise that we saw when we come back as well next week, because we did partake in the, a little bit. Uh, filling of Disney coffers. <laughs> yeah. Disney, um, take my money. <laughs> yep. So we will share some of that as well. So thank you again for listening and have a great night. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your dreams. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on social media. We're under Main Street to the World on both Facebook and Instagram. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. And this sucks. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast your gateway to the wonders of travel. We, we hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. 
April, Whitney, and I certainly thank you for listening today. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Main Street to the World to share your thoughts, experiences, and suggestions for future episodes. Thank you for tuning in to Main Street to the World. Until next time, keep exploring, keep adventuring, and keep making memories all around this incredible planet of ours. Safe travels, all.